Hey guys, welcome back to my channel. This is another episode of my weekly podcast. Today, I'm super excited to introduce Jamie Cheshire. She is a medical intuitive and a nurse. And today she's gonna to share with us a lot of information about how can we heal our body by basically contacting her and figuring out what is the reason behind the illness that we might be experiencing. Jamie, how are you? Doing really well. Thank you so much. And yourself? Um, great. Thank you. Excited. Good. So what is a medical intuitive? Yeah, a medical intuitive, um, the most kind of, I would say, maybe famous one I can think of is Caroline Mace. Yeah. 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 She's the kind of the big one. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's a form of psychic intuition, right? Um, but where I get specific feedback on what's going in your body, how that process is working, why it's causing a disruption for your, you know, with, with symptoms you don't like or whatever. Um, what might be causing that physically, right? We, this, we have human bodies with skin, physically, spiritually, psychologically, all of that. And then what might be helpful. So when you see someone who is sick, you yes. are able, once you look at them, you're able to see where the problem is located in their body? Right, right. And, and how that problem is behaving and why. Like, is it infectious? Is it inflammatory? Is it, you know, uh, uh, neurological, uh, vascular? You know, like, what is the problem exactly? So what do you exactly see when you look at someone that makes you realize that they have a problem? <laughs> um, so many things. <laughs> so um, I don't tend to run around in the world doing it for fun. You know, as you can imagine, that would take a lot from me. So like, a, uh, I would say my most typical client is um, I'm dizzy. I, I, I keep falling down. The medical profession has run every scan, every test. No one knows why. Please help me. And then I'll just, you know, do my process and I'll be like, I can get many images, but just as an example, I might say, you know, your, the sheaths or the myelin sheaths around your nerves are unhappy. It's funny. I speak in very non-medical speak usually in readings. And I'll say they're unhappy and they don't want to talk to each other. <laughs> or I, it's like there's um, static energy all around them. Like it's, it's really interesting. The most interesting part is when I describe something, in my opinion, as a nurse, in a very bizarre way, when the client says, you finally just described exactly how I feel and, and you know I feel crazy after talking to the medical profession and thank you you know okay so do you sense what's going because you're obviously you use your intuition but do you also like see some physical stuff when you look at them like auras or how are you able to locate these things? How are you able to know that these things aren't talking to each other and they're unhappy? 
You know, that's where being a registered nurse really comes in handy. Oh. I'll like in the example I just gave you, this is really, <laughs> it reminds me of like cartoons in the nineties. I'll see myself going like into the brain, like into the tissue, like, and like I'm going in uh, myself with a little camera and I'll see the tissue and then I'll see like sparklers from the 4th of July like sparklers yeah. in, in there. And I'll be like, why are there, I'll ask my guides, like, why are there sparklers in here? And they'll say, um, because there's a lot of static energy that's, that's making this irritable, that's causing the problem. And then I'll be like, I'll, I'll start, I'll talk to my guides and I'll keep looking. And then I'll be like, your problem is inflammatory in nature, you know? it's inflammatory it's it's things are rubbing up against each other and they they don't like it it's too rough um or i'll say you know uh the synapses aren't talking to each other or they're talking in opposite directions they don't get along it's really interesting because now i understand um there's a girl that i watch on youtube and she does channeling and when she channels she closes her eyes and she talks about walking to this doorway and then seeing all these lights and all of these beings and she have chats, has chats with them. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Yeah. I think you're doing the same thing. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. Why don't and I have this one? I want <laughs> I'm jealous. And, so and sometimes I'll have a conversation with them as their body part. That's always funny too. I was just doing one on infertility and I said, your uterus says to me um, that it's very picky. It needs everything to be perfect. It needs your nutrition to be perfect. It needs your energy to be, it needs you to be rested. It needs you to be relaxed. Um, it's very picky. So you're not infertile. Your uterus just needs everything to be perfect. And then she started talking about the, the stress she was under and the things that was going on that were going on for her. And I was like, do you see? And she was like, oh my God, <laughs> you know? And I had a client like that who's now eight months pregnant, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. actually heard stories like that when I was learning how to, and I actually read uh, some of uh, Carolyn uh, or Caroline May. Yeah, yeah, so good, so, yeah. And she gives loads of these examples. So it was really interesting to see how sometimes we block ourselves from healing because this allows us somehow to deal with emotional trauma from the past yeah yes yes exactly so you're a nurse and yeah. how how did did you become medical intuitive first so did you have the gift first and then you became a nurse or the opposite happened this is kind of my uh, favorite story, kind of. I was working in the post-open heart intensive care unit, and it was a joke in the unit. I didn't know I was psychic. I didn't know I was a medical intuitive. I felt like I could talk to patients when they were anesthetized or dying. I thought I was a little, I was imagining things. Um, but it was a joke in the unit that if Jamie calls you and sounds calm and says there's a problem and there's no problem, run like run to help her and you right like um because I would call and say I just I there's a problem here I need help and they learned over time 
if they if they blew me off that within 10 minutes there would be a problem and it was problems i could not personally create myself you know what i mean like so you so, would pick up on the problem before it actually happens i would see it i would feel it i would know it and um one time i had a heart surgeon I called him and said the, uh, the patient has a cardiac tamponade blood around the heart after heart surgery. And he was like, what are the numbers? And I said that he's like, she's fine. Why are you calling me? And I hung up. I called him back. I said, there's a real problem here. She looks blue. I can't hear her heart. And then my charge nurse came in. She wasn't blue to her. My charge nurse felt she could hear the heart. So it was like psychic. And then I called again and he said, something is something is she on drugs what's wrong with her i'm i'm gonna you know we're gonna have to write her up if she keeps calling me and then the patient went code blue i called him he came running there was a giant clot behind her heart he had to open her up at bedside he had to take her to the or he came back he took me into a dark room and he said how do you know the things you know you're always like this and i said I don't know what you're talking about. And he goes, he goes, from now on, if you call me any time of night, I will not argue. I will just come. It makes me a little teary. Yeah. And I said, okay, that's a deal, you know? And so to you, when you see this stuff, you, you see no difference between reality and what you're seeing energetically? Yeah, that was a really good example because she, in my mind, she was blue. I couldn't hear her heart with my stethoscope. My charge nurse was like, she's not blue. I can hear her heart. It was so real. I was, I was getting the problem, That's you know, it, it, amazing gift. yeah, that was the red getting chills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. And how does that affect you physically when you see this stuff so do, do you feel like you take on that energy from people if they are suffering or i i had to really learn to protect myself yeah. because i lost a lot of my thyroid function i'm now on medication because i didn't know i was doing this for all those years um i now with clients i kind of bubble up my energetic field so that I'm reading you, but I'm not taking on your stuff. The other day I had a client with stomach issues and I kept, I kept hiccuping, hiccuping. And then I started burping all day and she goes, I'm hiccuping and I'm burping. And I was like, okay. And the state of my guides is she's hiccuping and she's burping. I got it. Thank you. Don't, don't give this to me anymore. You know, especially if it's chest pain or unable to breathe you know i got the message yeah <laughs> i don't want Give to me a break. this anymore yeah <laughs> you know i'm good <laughs> it's interesting you say that because only yesterday i was thinking about my younger self and i was thinking how actually when i look back i feel sorry for myself because i used to be not um, i'm not able to do any of this stuff but i'm able to pick up on energy so when i enter a room if people have had a fight between them, like I would feel, but somehow that energy used to come up, like I would soak it and suddenly I would feel really sad or I'd feel like people are angry with me. So I never knew the difference between my feelings and other people's feelings. You know what I mean? Right. Yes. Yeah. And now you're in a bad mood because they're fighting. 
Yeah. And that's not fair. <laughs> and I didn't know. It took me a long, yeah, many years to actually realize that. Right. So say, for example, um, you have a client and they have a problem. Um, what do you normally suggest to them? Do you suggest uh, for them to uh, change their diet, to, you know, like physical changes or to look into... Um, maybe the spiritual aspect behind it? That is a great question. <clears throat> that is so specific for each client. For some one client, I had to, you know, and I have a big disclaimer on my website. I'm, I'm not a medical professional in the reading. Don't listen to me. Do, follow your doctor. You know, I had one client, I really got that she needed to take the pill her doctor wanted her to take. <laughs> and she was like, you're supposed to be like natural. And I go, I know, but you need that pill. And she started taking um, half the pill. And she wrote me an email and said, I'm feeling better. I was like, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, and then some clients it's, um, you need meditation and to disconnect from some of the toxic people in your life. Um, for, um, for some clients, sometimes I'm not an herbalist. I'll hear the names of plants and I'll just be like, I, I don't know what this is. You have to go look it up. And one time my client was into herbs and she knew why I was saying the things. So that was pretty cool. Um, sometimes it is Western medical. You know what I love, what message I love giving people the most is um, I will explain to them that current technology scans and tests cannot see your problem, but one day it will. We're just not that advanced yet. Your problem is too microscopic and energetic. And they're like, like, you know, one day the medical profession will believe you. Mm. you know so hang in there but um sometimes it's chakra aligning acupuncture i get like all kinds of things drive to the ocean throw yourself in i remember when i was sick like looking back i understand how many things i needed to change in order to heal my body like healing all the traumas I used to have, also giving my power away to, to people, working in a job that sucked the life out of me. I had to let that go. I had to let go of so many things and so many people to actually heal. And I yeah. think now at, a, at an older age, I'm much healthier than I've ever was before. Right, and right. Yeah. And That's awesome that you figured that out. Yeah, I, I see a lot of trauma in my readings and I'm always very respectful because some people know and have dealt with it and some people don't all the way want to, or they just don't want me to say the thing. So I'll just say, you know, the thing that happened when you were about eight years old and they're like, I'm aware. And I say, okay, you know, or they say, oh yeah, what happened was this and they want to talk about it. And I'll say, either way, I'll say that this the situation in your life now is bringing that up and that's why you're having this symptom. Wow. So yeah. Cool. I love yeah. that. Wow. Last, I think two episodes ago, we were talking about uh, 
medicine and the Western medicine, you know, we basically butchered <laughs> the Western medicine. But at yeah. the same time, I do love the example that you gave where you actually suggested for the person to take that pill because <laughs> sometimes you just can't fight a disease when you're in so much pain sometimes you just have to ease the pain a little bit and then work through it so that was a good thing to hear yeah and i always think to myself too like you know write me with all i know why do i have to take the thyroid medication and it's like and i do other holistic things too but it's like because I have this ingrained internal registered nurse American belief that I must take that to be okay. Mm -hmm. I was not taught my whole life. I'm a beautiful sentient being that's capable of levitating and right. Like healing myself and everyone around me. So if I'm just figuring that out at 49, <laughs> You know, I've got a lot of thinking to undo to get to the point where maybe I don't need that pill, right? Yeah. When did you start doing this work? Uh, only about th uh, three and a half years ago, I started just doing tarot card readings for friends. I went and took a class and she was like, you're going to be a professional within a few months. And I was like, that's weird. And then about... A year and a half into that, I got some mentorship from a famous medium in LA. Um, I had to sign something saying I, I wouldn't say who it is, but she's pretty fantastic. And um, she was like, you need to do the medical. Not everyone can do this. Why aren't you doing this? And I said, I'm so burnt on the medical profession. I don't want to talk about medical anymore. And she goes, do you think she goes imagine she goes that's because you're still doing it at work right and i go yeah and she goes imagine a world where you're not at that job anymore as a registered nurse and you can't talk about medicine anymore ever and i almost started crying oh. she goes she goes it think about it that way and and this is a gift you've been given you can't not help people mm. so you've got to start promoting this and go in that direction and i was like I did it very begrudgingly and it's been so rewarding. <laughs> yes. you know? Well, I mean, you saved that lady or the person who was having the heart problem and I assume you're saving many other people. Right, right. Also, I saved them uh, money. I can yeah. see like uh, one client I had, what was her problem? Chest. And I said, uh, go get an endoscopy. It's, it's GI. And she was like, do I go get a, to the cardiologist or the GI? And I said, go GI first. They'll let you know with an EKG if there's a cardiac problem. And she did. And she goes, oh my gosh, I have a hernia and a little ulcer. And you just saved me all. I was going to go to the cardiologist and spend all this money there. Yeah. And I get chills. I was like, the hey. So it's making me non-jaded about the medical profession now that I'm helping in that way. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel, I feel, I feel, I don't know for, well, maybe because of my own experience to learn that everything that we experience in our body has an energetic um, root, which means some, some sort of trauma. I believe that way because I think to create anything physically, it has to have an energetic background. Yeah. 
I, I wholeheartedly agree. And there are people who say, I have no trauma. And I'm like, yeah. having a parent who's a little emotionally unavailable is trauma when you're three. Yeah. You, you know, that's trauma. That's mommy, mommy, where are you? Being born is traumatic. Like, I, you know, there's some I trauma. I so agree <laughs> with you. I remember one day I told my teacher, I said, I think all human beings have traumas. And she said, no, why do you think so? And I thought, well, we wouldn't come here crying. We would have been breakdancing if, we, <laughs> if this wasn't drama. I think you can't watch the news without experiencing drama. Uh, do, you, do you know what I, I, I mean? Maybe you can if, if you have no emotion. I, I, I'm in America. If you've been watching what's going on in America, for I get teary. Because, <laughs> you know, I was in the army and it's the 4th of July tomorrow. And I'm, I, I do love my country and it's just been a lot for the last couple of years. Yeah. You just a lot of trauma in the news, you know? And so I don't know how you would get to 2021 without uh, watching That's COVID in New York city. And you know, it's, it's a lot. I know. Yeah. And sometimes I think we also cause it for ourselves. I meet like my dad would wake up five o'clock in the morning and he'd be watching the news and all this killing and I would wake up uh, and say, please God save me from this house. No. <laughs> so, no. How could you not get affected? Back to um, the medical intuition. Um, did you have to train yourself or was it always this easy for you? Did you have to go through um, some, kind yeah, of some sort of training or? Um, so <clears throat> maybe it's my medical background, but when I got into psychic reading, I did not believe in just going on my own. Um, I, I see a lot of people who have, and that's amazing, but I had, um, an evolutionary astrologer, uh, mentor, Tom Jacobs, who's written quite a few books for a year and a half. I studied under him. I had, I had set personal sessions with him. Um, he also does mediumship and um, channeling. And then uh, I have my tarot instructor. I had another astrology instructor for like six months, who's like a pretty famous one. And then the medium, none of them taught me how to do the medical thing. Mm. Oh, and then for a while, I tried to do the medical readings in a specific, like, I'm going to do them in this specific way, where I ask you questions, and I look at some cards, and I, you know, I made it more like a tarot reading, kind of, and now I just, I, I had to let go of that and what the client might think, so in a tarot reading, you could say to me, I don't know, tell me what I need to know, and I'll be like, okay, but da 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 and I'll usually land right on. In the medical readings, I'm like, oh, mm -mm, I, I need, I need a question and answer period, and then I'll just start rolling, you know. And I've, I've let go of what the client might think of that, you know, because I ask all the questions. So, from your experience, and I know everyone has a different um, reason for why they get sick, and but is there mm -hmm. a core problem that many people deal with, and it makes them? I love your questions. You have such great questions. Um, I, it's, and you have very like high level. I understand this questions. Um, it's, uh, I would say, yeah, you want to hear it? <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> I think the core problem is ready. 
you have stuff, shadow work, you haven't dealt with, it's stuck in your body, that toxic person is still in your life, whether it's your mother, your, your boyfriend, girlfriend, they friend, you know, um, and if you're coming to me on some level, conscious, subconscious, soul, whatever, you're ready to deal with it. But your level of ready is going to be a little different for each person. And I'm a little gentle with, with the people who are a little afraid still to deal with it. But, you know, um, I, I had a situation with somebody who was so toxic and I had no idea that they were lying to me to the extent that they were. And I had the worst gastric upset, constant gastric upset. And my gut was screaming at me physically something's wrong in your life, something's wrong in your life, get intuitive. It's not on the surface, it's intuitive. And when I caught the person and found out everything, uh, the, the gut problems went away, you know? Um, I didn't want to deal with it because I didn't want to lose that person in my life. I know. And I lost <laughs> I them. Totally know. Yeah. I lost them. They were very much, very toxic. Yeah. And they made my gut toxic the more I tried to deny what was going on, you know? And do you feel that sometimes people choose unconsciously to be sick so because they feel responsible for someone else's pain, like family, or because of shame or guilt that they carry? Like, I know for me, I felt like I deserved to be sick because I was told that I was a bad daughter. Wow, you know? wow, so yeah. I felt so guilty for so many years. I was like, okay, well, I deserve to suffer because of that. It took me many uh -huh. years to actually realize it, but do you right. feel that uh, people come to understandings like that sometimes? When you yeah. Absolutely. I love that you use the verbiage, do they choose to be sick, right? Do they choose to feel sick? Um, I think 99% of people would say, I would never choose to feel this way, right? Mm -hmm. But um, absolutely on some level, I, I do think it's a, it's a choice on some level. And I'm not saying that in a victim blaming, right? Or a patient mm -hmm. blaming place. It's it's um, sometimes it's easier to just lose my thyroid and keep my mouth shut about those toxic relationships that are my only support system at the time yeah. Yeah. than to deal with it all and break free and say, I'm going to do the hardest thing ever and get out from under all of this and away from all of this and hard, right? Um, I, I totally also agree with you that this might trigger people. I think I discussed a little bit of this subject before and someone sent me an email saying, how dare you say <laughs> I wanted this? And right. just from my own experience, I know how hard it is to believe that we create a disease in our body because right. of course, when you're suffering, how could you even imagine that you're creating right. it? But it's all subconscious. Right. Yes. Yeah. And do you also think, I'm going to ask you a question. Ready? <laughs> Let's go. Do you also think that possibly, ready, if someone's in a dynamic in their life, they don't really want to look at and don't really want to get rid of, right? Mm -hmm. And they 
keep themselves sick because them being sick is a is a necessary part of the dynamic. Yeah. I'm your sick t- 20-year-old daughter that has to live at home because I'm too ill to move out of and on my own and get out. And then mom is, ta- maybe mom and dad are toxic and sick and then there's this dynamic. And if I break free and get well, then what happens here? You know, what happens to all of us? I need to stay sick to keep keep us together in this. Absolutely. Right? Just the exact example I was uh, once in a pub discussing what I learned uh, about health with these two random women. We, we just started chatting <laughs> about it. And then the woman told me, uh, you know what? You're so right because I used to have cancer and I thought that um, only when I had the cancer, people started showing me love. While beforehand, I felt like I was insignificant. So she held on to her disease because that allowed her to become closer to people and to feel loved, which is right. a twisted way of actually receiving love. But we do this stuff. Right, right, right. Yeah. And really um, helping someone dig, like you said, dig into that. Yeah. And and helping them heal to see like okay in in the example of the young sick girl in the house with their parents okay um, if you if you start to uh, live your life more in this way that's going to upset the apple cart do it anyway get better feel better um, maybe you get better you move out now mom and dad don't know what to do they don't have this uh, dynamic anymore the sick daughter they and then maybe one goes in and finds some other caretaking thing to do that's un- unhealthy, but maybe the other parent starts to do their work. It starts to get better. And you know, right. We heal yourself, heal the world. Right. Absolutely. And I yeah. love that example. Cause um, the other day, one of my, ha- I always give my housemates and my friends as examples. They're going to kill me. But my housemate comes home every day and she tells me, she actually has been doing a great work of looking after someone who isn't really her friend. And I find that so honorable and lovely. She really is trying to help, but she would come home drained every day and she didn't need to do that work. So, um, you know, I was trying to listen for a while and then I was like, enough is enough. Why are you draining your own energy? Like you can choose to help for an hour or two. You don't have to take on 10 hours a day. And when we dug deeper into it, uh, we realized that that made her feel about better about herself because sometimes we also self-sacrifice to ah. so we can feel important and we we can feel loved so yeah and she changed since then so i'm really proud of her <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. right yeah. yeah what other um really interesting stories you've seen so far um i would uh, can i can i tell you like a great learning moment for me Um, one is I had a client for a tarot client for a long time. I mean, she would get a reading from me once or twice a month. Um, I, 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 I really loved her, love, love her to this day. 
And finally, I started to push my medical more. So she came to me and said, uh, the doctors are testing me for cancer. I'm terrified. I'm, I'm frightened. Can I'd like a medical reading this time. Tell me if this is cancer and what will happen. So I took a look and I, I gave her, um, I said, I don't see cancer, but I see that it's hormonal in nature. That's causing the hormones are feeding this, this lump in the breast, you know, and I, I went on and on and on. And I said, but I, I don't see that you have cancer and, and please, you know, like she was panicking. So she emailed me like a few days later and said, it is cancer. They're taking me to surgery. Um, and this was one of my early medical readings. Yeah. And she said, I've got to be honest. I'm, I'm a, a little angry and, but I'm glad that I already had the test going, you know? And, um, I learned, I was devastated. I cried for a week. I canceled my, all my bookings. I was like, I, I can't write. Like I was like, I, oh, horrible. It was, it was one of the most, at the time, horrible experiences of my reading career. And what ha what came from that is when she had the surgery and she calmed down, um, she wrote me a long email that said, everything you said was correct. It was hormonal in nature. It was all the things you said were dead on. You were just wrong about it being cancer. And, um, you know, I just want to say, uh, you really calmed me down that night. I, I, I was unable to sleep. I was in terror. And, um, uh, you know, I'll, I'll get another reading from you some, you know, some other time. And now what I learned from that is, I get a lot of those readings, by the way. I've had the test done. I want to know now from you before the test comes back. It's a lot of pressure. Anyway, um, it really taught me that uh, I'm not here to give a definitive yes or no answer. Mm. I, and, I'm no, and I'm not claiming to. But ready? Here's the most uh, like, like fascinating thing about the story to me is I had a mentor, I'm getting chills, who said to me, what if your guides told you to tell her it's not cancer so that she could calm down and sleep? Because the day they diagnosed her, they rushed her to surgery within 24 hours. If she had remained in a panicked state, that's not a good energetic setup for surgery. Girl, I So what if my guides make me wrong to help you? <laughs> You know? I love that. I said, you've got to let go of your ego in that. Get your ego out of the way. You're here to help people in whatever way you're sent to help them. Amazing. Really, um, yeah. really amazing. I hated it at the time. I was devastated. But now I look back and I'm like, I can't really argue with, I know for a fact, I, I did post open heart intensive care for over 10 years. It's, the way a, a patient is before surgery has so much to do with how surgery goes. Yeah. And if she had remained like, oh, I have cancer for four days instead of, I don't. Yeah. Something's going on, but I'm going to be okay. And then she wrote me another email later and she was like, you know, it all ended up being okay. I'm cancer free. I'm fine. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. You know, since we're talking about cancer, um, one of the things that I've seen happen in front of me, um, I used to live with my friend's family for a while when I first came to Ireland. And the father had 
some health issues, but he didn't know much about them. And then maybe things got a little bit worse. And then he got uh, checked and it turned out he had cancer. Once he um, learned that he had cancer, he passed away within two months. And it was so crazy to me how things got so much worse for him in such a short amount of time only because he knew that he had cancer. While beforehand, he was living with it for a while and he was kind of fine. So I think it's sometimes also fear. It's what ends up killing you and making you more sick. I feel that can be a few different things in in my in all my kind of studies and understanding ready i think one is you're dead on um i'm sick i'm dying i'm sick i'm dying i'm sick i'm dying i'm sick i'm dying boom gone if i start telling myself my thyroid issue i'm sure it's cancer i'm sure it's cancer i'm sure it's cancer right i'm 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 going to probably create that um i also think sometimes see if this resonates for you I also think sometimes when people die quickly of like, say a, a cancer diagnosis, mm. um, you get diagnosed and six weeks later dead. Sometimes I think that that's the souls done with what they came here on earth to do. And that's very um, convenient exit. Like Wayne Dyer died very quickly of cancer. You, okay. you, you know, the, the kind of the big spiritual guy, um, Ram Dass, yeah. I think. I love him. Ram Dass, I think, went, you know, these kinds of people, um, some of them have a, a very quick heart attack. Sometimes I think with some people, they achieved everything their soul came here to achieve on earth. They're done. They need to go back to do their work up there and help others from up there. And that that's a convenient quick exit. I really believe that for some people. Ooh, interesting. You know, now you're bringing me to another side as well. So <laughs> do, do you believe that people, because I heard that a while ago, they say that every person has um, the choice to exit life at different points. And sometimes you can choose to actually continue. And sometimes you could choose to just check out. Do you feel right. like that is true? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do believe in that. And kind of when you look at the people who die quickly of cancer, just as a good example, notice if they're like, you know, I feel, I feel good. I'm ready to go. I, this, or if they're fighting it, they're in tons of pain. One way to see if this is the natural exit of the soul, or if this is fear, fear, I'm creating my end, you know, so if you're Which, actually holding, are holding on to life, it's more likely yeah. that you actually want to continue. But if they just let go. Right, right. That, that might be indicative that it's the soul's natural exit. Hmm. I, I had a near-death experience and I was given a choice. And Oh, please tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually talk about it a lot. After watching the show Surviving Death on Netflix, I really was like, oh my God, people get it. Um, I had uh, uh, displaced a rib head. A rib head popped out of place and I couldn't breathe. And I went to the ER and they thought I had a pulmonary embolism because 
my, my sats were low, my, my oxygen saturation was low. So they ran, they did an x-ray and I was waiting for the results and um, I was having a hard time breathing. And <clears throat> all I know is I heard my heart rate lowering, which is something I do when I'm scared and I'm in pain. Um, my heart rate's naturally low. I can make it lower just to kind of, you know, as a protection mechanism, but my heart rate's usually 50, 55, and I can hear it. I'm a heart nurse. I can hear it going down, and I just know, uh, like, I, it, everything went black, <clears throat> and then all of a sudden, I was in, I know, it's such a cliche, I was in a tunnel. <laughs> of course, in a tunnel. In a tunnel, <laughs> and at the end of the tunnel was something, maybe some light, something that felt like it is indescribable. It is a good, it's better than good. It's better than amazing. It's like, oh, like I can't write better than anything a human could experience. And I was like, yes, right? Like, yes. <laughs> and then something was there. Something was there and it was talking, if you want to call it that, kind of telepathically. And I said, I want to go there, you know? And it said, you don't have to. And I was like, why wouldn't I want to? And it said, you can go back. And it was really weird. I looked back and it was like a, a cliff, like a ledge, like I'm in, I'm in a tunnel and the tunnel just has a ledge, kind of like a sewer tunnel, right? And that's a weird example, but <laughs> like a ledge. And I walked back and I looked over the ledge and I was like in the ceiling kind of, and I saw my body in the bed and I saw the nurse talking to me and I saw the heart rate very low. And I looked and I looked at the thing and I, I said like, that doesn't, that's not as good as this. And I, I looked at the light and I looked back at me and I looked at the light. And it went like this to me, it's your choice. And I went, I thought, and I went, I'm going back. And I ran back and I just jumped like in, into the air, if you will. And I came to in my body and the nurse was going, Jamie, wake up, talk to me, talk to me. And like she, and another nurse was starting an IV kit, um, an IV and I, and I was, I was like, you know, and it just turns out I, I was in so much pain. I passed out basically, you know. Wow. Actually, Ani are you familiar with Anita Murjani? Uh, no. She also, she's a very well-known um, healer. Uh, she talks about the exact same, very similar experience. Wow. So yeah. strange. And I said to her, how long was I passed out? She goes, oh, 30 seconds. You know, it's that whole thing they talk about where it felt like a, at least a five, 10 minute interaction, you know? Yeah. Um, and when life gets- It exist, does it? <laughs> right, 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 exactly. Um, and when life gets, to, I, I have to tell you, it was a beautiful blessing because, you know, my life isn't always perfect and I'm here to learn my lessons too, right? And when life gets really, really tough, I remind myself, I had a chance to go and I chose this, you know, Jamie, you chose to stick around. So whatever this is, you got to just keep doing this, you know? But you know what troubles me then? 
so if we're here to learn certain things, <clears throat> the awakening, you obviously have so many talents and you can help so many people. So you're here for a reason, I assume. Right. Are all here for a reason. If you checked out at that point, there are so many people you wouldn't be helping now. So how right. would you be fulfilling your soul's <clears throat> destiny if you actually have chosen to check out? I believe a few things on that. Just from right, I've obsessively right listened to all the spiritual greats and different mediums and what I've and in my own reading practice, <clears throat> what I've kind of come up with, and I don't know that it's completely accurate, but here's what I believe. A few things. Number one, was I going back, could I have gone back up? Let's call it up. <laughs> I don't know where it is, but let's call it up. <clears throat> could I have gone back up and helped other souls, helped other souls with their transition from here to there and you know, help them digest what they learned here for their soul's growth? That's my understanding. Some people do that. Would I have gone back up and come back down? Would I have gone back up and come back down? Would that life have been even harder than this one? Because uh, talk about childhood trauma. <laughs> I don't really need it to get any harder than this one. We, we, we need a whole other interview to cover my childhood trauma. You know what I <laughs> you know, Like, no thank you. I <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. So I think like it could have been something like that, right? Mm -hmm. yeah yeah sometimes i wonder if you know different people come with different kind of set of rules for them because when i look around me in life how people's lives are going and compare it to mine i feel like i kind of have like a very um defined kind of um maybe purpose and uh, way to walk, a path to walk and sometimes I feel like other people have uh, more flexibility and more choice I don't ah. know if that's true or maybe because I feel sometimes trapped into in the awakening kind of path I don't know <laughs> right <laughs> I wonder because <laughs> sometimes I think okay it does make sense that I chose this because Oh, that's so my personality to dig right. in, into this stuff. But sometimes I'm like, wow, my soul is an idiot. We should make t-shirts. My soul is an idiot. I'm sure many people would buy them. <laughs> in, my, in my readings, I do evolutionary astrology readings, which are... Um, it's four placements that show you where your soul's been in every lifetime, how you expect life to be this time based on that, what your soul is trying to do this lifetime based on the wounding you're going to receive. It, right? Very, it's a South Node, North Node, South Node ruler, and Pluto. Right? So you'll be so able to see where you're going as well from this life. Yeah, what you, what you came here to do. So when you say what you just said, I immediately thought of, of that line of thinking, right? Mm -hmm. And it's in that, it's like you have all these planets in your birth chart and they're karmic soul lessons, let's say, right? Your Jupiter's in Capricorn, that's this kind of lesson. Your, your Uranus is in Libra, that's this kind of lesson. However, you can navigate all of that in all kinds of ways. You can say, I'm not going to deal with my Uranus and Libra. 
I'm not going to deal with it. <laughs> That's some shadow work I'm not going to deal with. My thyroid might shut down. I might get cancer. I'm not doing it. Um, we have free will, right? So uh, I kind of see that as non-astrologically. I kind of see that as um, you said some people seem more like they have some flexibility with their paths. Uh, it doesn't feel like others do. I would say we have, when, when you say that, I really feel like we have many paths and free will and many options, right? Yeah. And we can learn to really nail those lessons and hit it hard and get her done, or we can choose to, no, 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 no. You see a lot of those people, right? Mm -hmm. I think you're really adhering to the paths that are leading to your highest and greatest soul's growth. And that feels like a lack of flexibility maybe to you, but you're just choosing to do the harder thing. Maybe? Possibly, but you see, you see um, sometimes I really, <laughs> I had a whole chat about free will in my last episode and I was going crazy, like trying <laughs> to understand it. Because from my personal experience in life, I knew I'm going to be doing something like this when I was really young. Yeah. So for me, to actually try so many different things and so many different jobs and so many different paths, but to be pushed in this direction, it makes me sometimes um, feel like I didn't have many other choices. Like I was mm -hmm. put onto this path, whether I wanted it or not. And I remember one time my, I was chatting with my best friend and um, I told her because I was doing acting beforehand and I told her that, you know, that path is blocked for like, I got to a point where this path of act, the acting world is blocked for me. And she said, that isn't true because you're not 60 years old and you could have been, you know, pushing until you were 60. Then you could maybe say it was blocked for me. Wow. But then, that didn't resonate with me because sometimes you want to hold on to things. Let's say, for example, you could be in a relationship that isn't working out for you sure. and you try to hold on to it for as long as you can, but that's not going to change the results. And sometimes mm -hmm. I feel that there is an energetic tank for everything. So the energetic tank for me doing acting and actually wanting to push through it was yeah. gone. Just like relationships where I gave my all and they still didn't work out, the tank was gone. So sometimes right. I feel, do you know what I'm getting at? Like, yeah, yeah. So I don't feel like I did have a, a choice and a much mm. of free will. I don't know. Okay, okay. <laughs> and to kind of tie that back medically, right? If you continue to try to be an actress, right? When that would, you know, whatever with sheer determination, like, you know, right. Sheer force of, of, yes. of whatever. And, and, and it's not working out, you know, and then the messaging you're receiving from that or telling yourself about that. Right. Mm -hmm. I think that can show up as symptoms in the body. Right. Absolutely. And then that can be a blessing. Remember when I said my GI was so upset when I wouldn't look at the fact that I was being taken advantage of and lied to by someone so close to me? 
it was in retrospect a blessing. It didn't feel like a blessing at the time. It was horrible. It was my my gut was literally going like you're you keep shutting me down. I'm trying to show you something. You won't look. You're you're sticking to this. This is this person is important to me, right? So when you were pursuing the actress thing, were there any symptoms going on for you? Oh, I was very sick. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, okay. 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 No, I was fine. I'll be like, okay, that's <laughs> this no. is an example gone awry. <laughs> yeah. You're, you see, I, I kind of think I start, I'm starting to get it. Like I'm really starting to get the idea of why, like, why do I feel like I have this only one path? Technically, I could have never learned all the things that I learned about healing and I could be still pursuing acting. And I was, I could have chosen a different path, but maybe I would have been a lot more sick. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. I was in, when I was in the post-open heart intensive care, um, that's when my thyroid cut out the first time really bad. And, um, you know, when I look at that, it's multifactorial. Number one, I was under a lot of stress, not getting the rest I need. I worked night shift. It's really bad for you. Blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of equipment, a lot of radiation. Cool. The real truth is, ready, when I really look at it, I was seeing all of this stuff. I was letting the patient's um, sickness infiltrate my energetic field. And I couldn't have a voice for most of what I was seeing. Because I would see it, I would intuit it, and without the lab results, the scan results, the, the cardiac you know, examination by the cardiologist, no one was going to listen to me. No one cared. No one, do you see? I'm in this scientific environment where I have so much to say. I'm seeing so much. And I <clears throat> have to just keep my mouth shut because they already thought I was just a little interesting. I wouldn't say crazy. But they were like, you know, Jamie, you know, with all her <laughs> And so in order to keep considering, um, continue, in order to continue to be considered legit and sound of mind and all of that, I had to keep a lot of my gorgeous God-given gut, give, God gut instinct to myself. Yeah. No wonder my thyroid cut out. Oh my God, this is, I love this chat. Thank you for sharing, <laughs> I love it. I love it because now I'm, you know, every time I interview someone, I, I learn something small and sometimes I even go more crazy. And for the whole week, I'm like trying to understand what is going on. And then suddenly I have, I have a picture. I'm yeah. so <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you. Do you know I have a I have something I want to share with you. It's really funny. Okay, please. So today, earlier, I keep watching all these weird documentaries. So there's this girl who is from Australia, and as she was speaking, I think she had like some brain damage or surgery or something like that. And as she was speaking, her accent changed from Australian to Irish. Wow. Um, so um, she stuck with this accent. So the whole documentary is about that. And funny, I was just thinking, oh, if I wish I get that kind of brain damage because my accent is all over the place and my grammar sucks. 
that would have sorted me out and maybe I would be in Hollywood now because they kept saying to me, Abir, you need to work on your accent. But two seconds later, this English woman has the same experience, but she gets a Chinese accent. And it turns out this is a syndrome. It's called foreign accent syndrome. Where, wow. Yeah, it's shocking. So I would wonder, like I was wondering, because I'm talking to you today. Yeah. Like what would, what's the spiritual thing they, I know it's a brain damage, but obviously that is happening because there's something energetically in the right. background. What would be the energetic reason for this to happen? That's a very interesting. I immediately come up with, <clears throat> all right, I believe, I'm going to get real woo-woo on you for a moment. I really believe that I could levitate out of this chair and fly around the room if I could really believe that. I, I But I, I think we're so much more magical than we... And you hear these crazy stories. I was flown, I was thrown from the air in a car wreck 100 yards up into the air and landed and I was fine. You know, yeah. a, a man picks up an entire car by himself to save a trapped little child. So I believe like we're, we're um, crazy amazing, but we don't know that. So one thing that comes to me on that is, right, what if the part of the brain got damaged that says you can't, right? So, and then, because um, another thing I'm thinking of is I used to be a um, special, back then they called it special education. I know it's labeled differently today, um, but back then, and I was a PE teacher and there was a Down syndrome little boy who could beat up everyone because he didn't have the part of his brain saying you're not strong enough for that you're little right wow. yeah oh he was so he picked an entire bookcase up and threw it down um so what if the part of the brain's getting damaged that says you can't channel or be a medium or bring people like i wonder if the foreign accent is a form of channeling or mediumship maybe Maybe that Chinese accent is someone they're bringing through. Maybe the... I, I was thinking, I was like, it has to have an energetic reason to why these right. people get, get this accent. And also, it doesn't make sense in my head, although it is something that's happening physically. Right. In order to have a certain accent in your, in your brain, Right. You should have like heard it, lived in Ireland. Right. The woman has right. never seen Ireland, has never lived here. She doesn't watch Irish programs. She How would you come up with an Irish accent? Right. So right. this video, I'm going to leave a link to everyone to watch it. Because <laughs> okay, cool. it's supposed to be so dramatic, but I was laughing the whole time because it made it like, I don't know, it, at the end of the video, the two women met in a pub and they exchanged ex their experiences and they were drinking like Guinness. I was like, what the Aww. hell? It's so funny. <laughs> right, with, their, with their new accents, right? Yeah, but I thought maybe, you know, maybe they're channeling a past life or something. Correct, right. Or spiritual masters or who knows. Um, past life, that resonates as well. Yeah. That resonates as well. And maybe there's some lesson they're working on in this life that directly correlates to that life. Yeah. And now they're talking as their old self, you know. So if you were to communicate maybe with one of them, do you think that you could see where does this come from? Oh, that would be a, I would love that. That would be so much fun. Maybe you know, I'll to arrange that. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really fun. Like, um, 
to see what mechanism is going on in there, how that's working, why that's working, and then what is the reason for the foreign accent, and is it different reasons, yeah. you know? I, I will say a lot of my readings, it's multifactorial. It's the trauma. It's the trauma, the thing going on in your current life that's associating with the trauma, along with the past life thing, along with your DNA has a chink in it, you know, I like a, like a kink in it, you know, like a chink in the armor. Um, and, and along with that, along with, uh, you're living in New York city during COVID, you know, like, ah, like, you know, it's, it's normally, um, a combination of things. It's rarely just one thing. You know, like you mentioned DNA. Do you? Because I know, like Dr. John Spenza speaks about this, and he says, like, you yeah. can change your DNA by changing your thoughts. Is that something you've witnessed in your experience? I, I don't know, but DNA to me is. I would have to say, ready. That's a more recent thing for me to be getting in readings. I think that's such a deeper, right? I mean, that's a deep level of medical reading. And I've been getting a little bit here and there information with clients about their DNA. And um, could it be changed? I think so. Now here's the deal, right? It's a strand, right? It's a strand. And let's say for simplicity, it's, it's a chain. It's a chain with links right? Because I had a client recently, I saw like, you know, a necklace gets a little kink or chink in the chain and, and it's, it still looks okay, but you feel that when you, you know, and, um, what I think is, could we change the links, right? Could I make this link rearrange or, or, or disappear or line up in a different way that, that makes this issue in your body okay? I don't know. But I see it more as like an energetic um, lubrication or soothing or smoothing around that link that no longer makes it communicate in that way. Is there anything else that you think you could share with us um, that is important for people maybe who are going through health issues? Sure. Um, yeah. You know what I would, uh, yes. What I really would want to say is it's all about feeling empowered, good about yourself, uh, strong in yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So if you have a chronic condition, a hopeless condition, a mild condition, whatever's going on, right? And we've discussed that maybe there, there are some reasons you're causing that for yourself and blah, 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 right? And you don't believe this can get all better overnight or maybe ever, right? Maybe it's, it's um, what's the, hemophi the hemophiliac disease, you know, or like it, right? Um, what I would have to say is, first and foremost, stop beating yourself up. Stop being down on yourself. Stop, stop berating yourself. Like, okay, I have this thing. It's my understanding. People say I could cure it myself. I, I don't seem to be doing that. It seemed to be staying in this. Okay, cool. Hey, that's where you need to be right now. Love yourself anyway. Give yourself a break. Be patient. You have a lot of conditioning. If you're alive in 2021 and you're an adult, you have a lot of conditioning telling yourself you cannot heal and get better. 
So, so be, be nice to yourself, relax, you know, right? I love that. Yes. I love yeah. that. Actually, we were talking about, um, acceptance the other day. And when we accept that we are sick, that doesn't mean that we're going to be sick forever. It just, we accept in that moment so we can give our body a break. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah. what you mentioned there as well reminded me in something. You said, be empowered. And that reminded me of an interview that I saw with Oprah many years ago. The woman was, I think she was 70 years old and um, she looks 30. And when they were asking her, when Oprah was asking her, why do you look so good? She said, yeah. at some point in my life, I decided I'm going to be happy and I'm going to do everything that I can do to feel empowered and happy. And that's why I look much younger than I am. Right. Is that true? Who knows? If you can be empowered and heal your body, maybe you can be empowered and look much younger. Yes. Yes. Love our chat. Love your I energy. Know, too. Thank you so much. Thank oh my you. gosh. <laughs>